Hello, friends. My name is Brittany, and this is the Capture the Chaos podcast. Right now, your photography business probably looks like confetti on the floor after a birthday session. A bit of a mess. In this podcast, we talk about how you can be more productive and organized in your business in order to have success without burnout. We focus on growing your business in the most sustainable way so you can focus on the parts of your life that matter most. Today, I am talking to Taryn Rochelle, who is the CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co., where they help the wedding and event industry elevate their systems and client experience. Taryn has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to building effective systems through automation and using tools like Dubsado and ClickUp. Being a mama of two, she is all about building her business around her life and not the other way around. That is where systems come into play. I could not be more excited to talk to you about this because it sounds like we're totally aligned in our kind of ideology of our businesses because we're both moms. We both like to make sure we're not working around the clock all the time. So I'm so excited to talk to you today, Taryn. How are yeah, you? thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and I am always up for a good systems talk. So thanks for having me. So Karen, what else can you tell us about you? What got you into the the lifestyle co? What made you want to start this business? Like what's your background? Yeah. So um, I always say, because, you know, people get a little thrown off by the name of my business sometimes with it being the socialized cell co. A lot of times people think, and I still get inquiries all the time of, do we help with social media? We actually used to help with social media. That's how my business started. I started in the social media space. But what I quickly realized is that people really just need a system for their social media. A lot of people love handling their social. They want to be present as much as they want to be or have the capacity for, but they don't have a system to support that. And that is what I really started to dive into. And then it just snowballed from there into the systems world of CRM tools and project management tools. And I just have a a knack for it. And it's just kind of like, you know, I know it like the back of my hand, but a lot of people don't feel that way about systems. A lot of people put them off in their business. They feel like they don't need them in their business until they scale to have full-time employees where it's the complete opposite. In order to get to that point of scaling of whatever your your version of scaling is, getting there, you need to have systems in place. And that is where, you know, how we started and where we are at today. And now we specialize with the wedding and event industry, including photographers. And I absolutely love what I do for work. And I love that I don't have to work as many hours because my systems are working for me in the back end. And that's what I help our clients do. Yeah, it's really amazing not having to do all those little things over and over all the time. What kind of so most of the people who are listening, some might be wedding photographers, but for the most part, they're uh, family, family photographers, newborn photographers. And even though they aren't wedding photographers, it's still really important to have automations in place because we do have like a pretty, I would say we have a higher load of clientele coming through to us because our sessions are shorter. Like with weddings, you can only do so many a month, right? But we're doing them throughout the week all the time. So we have, like I said, a high volume of clients coming through. So where would you suggest someone who's never done automation in their business before? Like where would they start? Yeah, definitely for anyone in general, the first part of automations or a system that you guys need is a CRM tool. So we work and love Dubsado as a CRM tool. And there are other ones like 17 Hats and HoneyBook. You just have to find whatever tool is going to be best for 
where your business is at now, but also where you want your business to go in the future. And so Dubsado is a tool that can really grow with your business as your business grows. And so uh, with that in automations, what's really nice is there's so many things you can do within your CRM tool, especially one like Dubsado, to be able to capture your inquiries, to be able to book sessions, especially for people that are doing you know, family sessions, portrait sessions, ones where they're having multiple ones in a day, maybe you're booking a studio for, you know, a Mother's Day shoot and you're having, you know, multiple people come in at different time slots. There are ways to organize that and automate the process, automate those emails that are going out. So you're not sitting there and writing every single inquiry email that's going out or every single, oh, you're, you're, your photography session has been confirmed sitting there and doing that and then feeling more overwhelmed in that process where your focus should be on capturing. It should be on your photography skills. It should be on if you're doing the editing for your photos too, like that is where your focus should be. And then let your systems and automations help you with the client experience aspect of what they're getting delivered through their inbox and things like that. So the first step is definitely making sure that you have a really strong CRM platform that your leads can come through, where you take money, where you send out contracts, where you do all of that kind of stuff. So then it's a very seamless process, but it can also be extremely automated without losing the personality and feeling like, oh, well, I want this to be personalized for me. It still can be, you just have to be able to know how to write automations and create automations in a way that still has your brand voice. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. I have a little before and after story. So back in the day, honestly, CRMs were still kind of babies. I mean, I know they had it, but CRMs for photographers specifically, there wasn't a whole lot out like there was now. And so I had systems in place. So I had like emails I'd copy and paste it over into. And then I had like a little a little grid where I would check off who had gotten what emails. It was all done by hand. And when I started getting busier, I was so overwhelmed. I'd forget to check someone off and I didn't know if they had gotten the email. So I'd have to go back and look again. And oh my gosh, it was just like, oh. and then when I found out that they were actually platforms that would do that for me. It was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Fast forward to two years ago, I did something crazy. I took 80 mini sessions in the month of November, 2021, which by the way, I I always say I don't suggest doing this, but it was a really good example of how automation played into my life because I didn't have to send any of the emails. I didn't have to do any of the booking. Like all I had to do was shoot, edit, send galleries, do I suggest shooting 80 sessions in one month? No, absolutely not. But it was possible only because I had those automations. So when would you suggest <laughs> someone start automating their business? Like when they're starting to get clientele before, like what's your thought process on that? Like yesterday. yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's never a oh, when you hit this amount of, you know, figures in your business, or when you have X amount of clients, you should do this. You really want to set yourself and your business up for success. So then, like I said earlier, you're able to scale your business. If you want to take that many sessions, you have every right to do whatever you want to do in your business. If that if that feels good to you and you want to do it, then awesome. If it doesn't feel good to you, then figure out a way to raise your prices and still hit your income goals, 
but you know, not take as many sessions, but then you need to have an experience that matches. Like I am all about charging your worth, but you're, I am not about charging ton of money and having a really crappy client experience. I am not about that. And so when we're talking about putting in automations and things like that, all of these things elevates that client experience. And so when is it time to automate your business? And I said yesterday, because you really want to get these things and figure out, okay, the first step in how to get automation set up is to figure out what steps and tasks do you do in your business. Literally document every single task that you do. And this sounds so weird, but do it. Like write out every single little task. No task is too small to be written down and write those tasks down. So then you can look back and see, okay, which parts of this process could I maybe automate? And if you're not sure if it could be automated, hello, the favorite tool, the best tool out there is Google. So go into Google and look up, can X tool be automated with X tool or look up, you know, does this tool have automations? And your answer is probably going to come up. We utilize Zapier for pretty much all of our automations. A lot of your system tools also have automations built in within them, but Zapier is a great tool that connects one tool to another. So an easy example is if a client books with you in Dubsado, if you create Google Drive folders for your clients, you can use Zapier to automatically create those Google Drive folders for you. So then that's one less thing that you have to do, one less thing that your team has to do, Google Drive folders already created because of Zapier. So when you document your process, you can see, okay, one, I'm doing a lot of things. So then it helps you see, am I charging enough for my services? Then it lets you see, what can I delegate if you have a team member? And then it helps you see, what could I maybe automate? And especially if you don't have a team, make automations your team. In 2022, I actually scaled down and I had no team at all for half of the year. And I did this because I pretty much took every task, I would say 80% of the tasks that I was having an assistant do, and I automated them. And by doing that, I pay yearly for Zapier, and Mm -hmm. I save so much money by doing that. But I'm not saying don't have assistants, but by doing this, now the people that I'm hiring in my business are doing things that automations can't do, which means I'm seeing a higher return on investment of having a team member. So that's why I'm saying like, get started with automations yesterday. Like don't wait until you have a team. Don't wait until you hit a certain income goal to then have automations. Do it beforehand so then you are able to reach that goal. You mentioned elevating your client experience, and I totally agree that automations can lead to a better client experience because one, you're getting loads of information sent to them without you having to do it. It's consistent information, and that up-levels your client experience, which means you can charge more money because more people are going to want to work with you because the experience is good. Yes, we need to have pretty photos. Like there, I mean, obviously our photos need to be good. We can't charge for crap photos, but people are going to pay for how you make them feel over 
necessarily how your images look. Like they can go to any photographer. They're going to go to the photographer that makes it the easiest for them. And when it's easy for them, it's probably easy for you because you're probably automating it. Hopefully you're automating it. And you also mentioned writing down your steps and your task. And I don't know why it's taken me this long to to hear this uh, term, st- standard operating procedure. Literally just learned it like a couple months ago. And I'm like, that is, hello. Yes, that's so genius. Can you kind of go into what a standard operating procedure is? Because I feel like it does go into automation. Yeah. Yes, it definitely does. And first with your guys' client experience, like I want to touch on this because it is so true. And I had two of my friends on on my podcast, um, and they are brand photographers. And they were saying like, they were receiving feedback of clients that the experience itself was worth the investment, even if the person didn't receive photos. Like that statement is a very big statement to be receiving from a client because their client experience and what they are delivering and how that person is feeling during their photo shoot is making that person feel like this was worth the thousands of dollars that I am investing, even if I didn't receive these gorgeous photos. So you really need to remember that client experience matters. I have had clients that have come to me, we are at the higher end of price point when it comes to system setups. And our clients still choose to work with us over competitors because of the experience that we are providing. And they are seeing that because of case studies of what our, you know, our past clients are saying, what we are showing of the behind the scenes of our experience. So don't be afraid to show what that experience is like. Um, gone are the days of gatekeeping and and hiding your experience and feeling like, well, I don't want to show the behind the scenes in my photography because then another photographer is going to do this. Well, who cares? Then the photography world is going to be better because of you. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all shooting with cameras and, but it's the experience, it's the editing, it's your style. Like you all have your secret sauce but you need to have a great client experience. So I just want to reiterate how important that is, especially when you're wanting to raise your prices. When it comes to SOPs, which are standard operating procedures, this is another thing that a lot of people feel they don't need to do until they are at a certain point in their business. And it's usually when they have a team member. When you have team members, that is the time that people usually say, oh, now I need SOPs or their team member that they have brought on has now asked them, where are your SOPs or how do I do this task? An SOP or standard operating procedure is literally the steps in a process that make a task complete from the very beginning to when the task is completed. So when you're creating your SOP, what you're really doing is documenting all of those steps in the process so that one, if it's just you in your business right now, you're not missing any steps. So your example earlier of, oh, I was forgetting to check people off and things like that. If you have an SOP that you're following and you're like, okay, you know, when I am sending out galleries, I, you know put them into this platform and then I'm sending out this email and then I'm following up with this and then I'm sending a testimonial. Like 
Those are your, that is your standard operating procedure. It is every step in that process that is going to make a task completed. Why you want to have these at the beginning of your business is because one, automations, when you're writing out your SOPs, you can see if there are gaps in your process of things of like, oh, like, yes, I'm like forgetting this step. It may show you, oh, you know what? Like for me, the Google Drive folders, that's part of our onboarding SOP, but that step is now automated and isn't something that our team needs to do. We still check and make sure that that folder is created properly, but the step isn't to create it. The step in the SOP is to audit it and make sure that the folder is there correctly. And then it helps you when you're then delegating that to a team member. So you won't see a great return on investment of hiring a virtual assistant. If you bring them into chaos and you have no structure, you have no guidance on how to complete a task, but then you're like, hey, I need you to do a hundred tasks. Here you go. But you're not giving them any guidance on how you want it completed. And then they complete it their way. They may get it done, but it not might not be the way that is aligned with your business values and mission and how you want your business to run. And then you're frustrated. And then you're like, oh, this isn't the right employee for me. This isn't the right virtual assistant. They could be the best virtual assistant for you, but you actually set them up to fail because you didn't have standard operating procedures. So that's that's in a nutshell, like what a standard operating procedure is and why they are so, so, so important for your business. There is a saying and it's it goes start as you mean to go on. So basically start your business like it's going to be the most thriving and successful thing in the entire world because you don't want to get in the middle of like the busiest season of your life and then have to go back and do all these things. You don't want to have to go, okay, well, I got to automate everything. You don't have time. You got to be editing these photos or, you know, talking to your clients and shooting with your clients. So you, you can't do it when you're in the thick of it. So if you want to take your business seriously, go ahead and start these SOPs, which is standard standard operating procedure, and go ahead and start automating your business now. And then when you start to get too busy, you can outsource something that you need going on or yeah, outsource a task that you can't do anymore. And then they can just swoop in and just start doing it from there is basically what you're saying and make it a lot easier. So what I want to know is how can you automate your business, but still make it feel on brand. Like it's you, it's warm, it's still inviting for your clients. Like how can you make that personality packed, I guess? Yeah, it's definitely just infusing whatever your brand voice is. So if you haven't discovered that, definitely work with some kind of brand strategist this to, figure, yeah, right to <laughs> figure out what your what your brand voice is. If you don't have that and your brand isn't just your fonts, your colors, your logos, it is the feeling, it is that experience that you're wanting to provide. It is your values, your mission. When I didn't have that in my business, I felt very lost in my marketing. I felt very lost in how to automate things and have it feel personal. I felt lost in how to guide my team. Like I felt lost in so many different areas in my business. Then when I worked with a brand strategist and really honed into 
what my brand messaging really is, I could change my colors and my logos and stuff like that, but it's still going to be embodied around my brand messaging. That is the core of the Social Lifestyle Co. No matter what direction I start to go into, we have now added coaching and mentoring into our business, which is something new to me. But I it is still so much the Social Lifestyle Co. It is still us because we are infusing our brand messaging and everything. So when you're talking about your automations, you just need to take that brand voice and infuse it in there. So for example, email templates. In Dubsado, they're called canned emails. And you can create all these templates to go out with your, when you're sending forms to clients, when you're sending, you know, call reminders and confirmations and in emails when an inquiry inquires on your services, those should all be a hundred percent infused with your personality. The only ones that should be like pretty like cut and dry is like, you know, an alert on like a reminder for a payment or something. Like we just want this very like straight to the point reminder, your payments coming up. We don't need all these gifts and all this stuff going on. The focus is just getting the money paid. But everything else, like it needs to have your brand voice. So for me, we love a good gift. Like I throw gifts in my emails like all the time. I love emojis. I love to just like say a little like fun play on words. I like to reference shows. I'm a huge like Bravo fanatic. I'll reference friends. I love to throw like the pivot gif in there with Ross all the time. And so that's just my brand voice. I'm very playful, but I'm also very like straight to the point. Like my clients know I'm like no fluff. I'm going to tell you how it is. And that's going to be how it is in my emails, in my automated Slack messages to my mentorship students. Like all of those things, they still feel like they're getting me, even though I'm not sitting there right now sending this email. You inquire with me at one in the morning for some reason, I'm not going to be the one sending the email back to you, but it's going to sound like I did. And so inside of especially tools like Dubsado, there's a lot of great features that you can utilize to make your emails and your automation sound like you. There's these things called smart fields, which are amazing, where you can capture information from clients and then that information gets attached to their project. So then you can embed that info in things like emails. So for example, I asked my my leads what industry they are in. So when the inquiry email goes out, It says, we see you are in X industry, but it inputs that industry that they told me they were in, in their inquiry form into the email. So it literally sounds like I sat there and read their inquiry and then I'm sitting there writing this email out to them, but I'm not. Dubsado has done that for me. Yes, you have to take the time to set up these emails and set up the automations, but you got to get your systems hands dirty in order to see success with your systems and automations. So you just have to find certain like tools and tricks that you can do within your system tools to make your automation sound like you. But the biggest part of it is to know what your brand voice is and finding ways to infuse that in everything that you do, especially automations. 
You really hit the nail on the head there. Big, big passionate fan over here about, you know, finding your brand and what your brand voice is. So when you said that, I was like, it's not just me who says it. Everyone listen to Taryn. So what I've heard so far is create a standard operating procedure, which from there you can create what you need to automate or you can decide what you need to automate. And then you go in and you do the actual automation, write email templates, infuse your brand voice into it, and then implement it all, basically. Was there any missing steps, basically? No, I mean, the biggest thing is just getting started and to really, you know, utilize resources like this podcast, you know, find podcast episodes that are about systems and automations. We have our podcast, She Can Systemize, which is all about systemizing your business and find resources, YouTube. Like YouTube is the best place if you're a visual learner. If you're like, how do I even get started with Zapier? Like find some YouTube videos and see how to get started. Don't just get overwhelmed because systems aren't second nature to you. Like I live and breathe systems and workflows, but other people don't. It's just like, I can't pick up a camera and take beautiful pictures like all of you guys can. I can use portrait mode on my phone and take cute pictures of my kids. And that's as like good as it gets. And so you have to know what your zone of genius is. And if something isn't your zone of genius, then it's time to outsource. It's time to educate yourself. It's time to figure out how to still make that a possibility. Even though I can't take photos, I still have brand photos, but I don't take them. I have outsourced them. And so you need to figure out what is best for your business, but you got to take that first step and not put systems on the back burner because systems really are the foundation of a business that is set up for success and set up to be able to scale to where you want it to go. Yeah, I love that. I could, I mean, I I definitely couldn't have said it better myself because I don't live and breathe systems. So good job on that. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Do you have like, where do you hang out? Where can they get in touch with you? I know you said you have that podcast, which is good, by the way. It's good. Go listen. What else? Yeah. So we have a podcast. You can systemize. You can listen to that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We do systems hot seats in there. So if you feel like systems are something that you're struggling with and you want some like systems hot seat coaching for free, you can apply to be in the systems hot seat. So you can go to our Instagram, she can systemize and apply in a link in our bio. We love having photographers on there. So um, definitely look into that. Depending on when this episode goes live, we are coming out with a resource called the SOP bootcamp. So if you're wanting to learn how to create standard operating procedures, we are walking you through a process where in one month you will have or be set up for success to have 100 SOPs in your SOP bank. And so I'll make sure that you guys have a link to at least the wait list, depending on when this episode is live or the link to the actual workshop. It is only $47. So definitely snag that. And then we hang out on Instagram. My Instagram is a socialized style co. My DMs are always open. You'll probably get a voice note from me because that's just how I roll. But happy to answer any questions um, and all of our services and stuff like that are listed in the link in our bio on Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate all of your amazing knowledge that you shared with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. 